0: I want that
1: Pretty amazing. Hope you enjoyed that, everyone. Uh, that was essence, uh, with your body. And, uh, this sermon today is all about the body and getting the body ready for Christ. We are the body of Christ and we're not far away (laughs) from the final days. So we gotta be ready. Uh, it's Aisha here from God FM and Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) Still getting things back to normal sort of functioning. We are getting there, but it's taking a bit of time. So please be patient with me. So, yes, I pray you're all having an amazing day on the Sabbath day. Today is the 1st of July, 2023. I want to let you know that the Lord loves you so very much. And I love you also. These are the final days. And we haven't got a lot of time left before the Lord's arrival. The body needs to be ready. And it's all about the remnant also that I'll be discussing today. And what we are led to believe will happen according to the scriptures. Um. (laughs) It's quite exciting, actually. But if you're like me, you've probably had so many challenges recently. It's been quite hard to concentrate on anything, actually. Um, <laughs> must remember that the devil prowls around like a lion and he's always looking for his next victim to devour. So in that, we've got to, uh, take our stand on the rock of Christ and be sure who we are, and be ready, as in read why. This is the earth that we're on at the moment, and there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Now, the earth is an anagram for your heart, and God is love. So this is what it's all about. We've got to make sure that we've accepted this new heart that God gives you, but you can only have a new heart once you've forgiven everyone, you've surrendered everything over to Jesus. So, yeah, I guess, um, the thing to do is to be sure that you are all, you know, in check. Everything's, all the boxes are ticked and the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. <laughs> um, one thing I want to tell you is that many of us are going through challenges. All right. And I want you to know this doesn't mean that God doesn't like you or you've done something wrong. I believe these are the final tests that we're all going through. Uh, The the mark of the beast is here. We know this. Um, Satan is ruling this world. He is king of the air. Notice that Jesus arrives in a cloud, okay? And you upload all of your stuff on your phone to a cloud, don't you? See, everything to do with Satan, he copies God. So God rules from the temple. Okay, and um, he appears as a cloud of smoke in the Temple of Solomon. And so Satan wants to do the same. And it will be through the cloud in the metaverse, which is the non-real world. Not real, because <laughs> it's a lie. It's like a matrix. That's why I believe the sky is rolled up like a scroll, because it isn't real. It's like a stage, as in Hollywood double l god is l and uh, double l is double god like really wants to be god you know pretend god not real god <laughs> okay uh, king of the airs and lights camera action um movies and all those the big screen <laughs> So, yes, it's very interesting. And it's also so interesting, you know, with Hollywood, it's the Big Apple, isn't it? The Big Apple. um, And uh, and then you've got Apple iPhones. Um, We're told that we ate an apple. That's what we're led to believe when we ate from the tree. None of these things are by accident as well. So even down to the shop names and the street names where you live, your address, your name. Everything is pre-written by God and all has incredible meaning if you start to dissect it all. The word together is together. The word gospel is gospel. The word Bible is B-I-B-L as in be God. God is going to be inside us all. His Holy Spirit. And we need to be ready as the body of Christ, as I've already said. If we are not ready then the, the spirit cannot fully form in all of us. This is the way I understand it. Now there's the spirit of the Antichrist also, and that also works in a similar way. Um, and he will rule the people who have had the mark of the beast through the Bluetooth, which is, you know, still um active when people are dead. So, this is just to give you an idea of what happens with the Antichrist. Um, A lot of the things that we expect to happen will probably happen in a different way to the way we read it, because there's so many different levels and dimensions to the Word of God, that everything that you read has so many meanings. And it also has a different meaning backwards, as in the devil is dead, lived backwards. Everything to do with the devil is dead, as in lies don't exist because they're not real. It's a lie, therefore it's not real. So it doesn't exist. Satan is a lie. You know, he, he never existed. So, um, you know, in witchcraft, they say that uh, if you believe it, in it, then it will happen. So uh, with Christ, it's all about faith. So if you believe in everything to do with God and the Word and the, the truth, and you stand by the truth, and nothing but the truth comes out of your mouth, then you're speaking the same language as God, and we will all be translated, just like Enoch was, to the heavens. That's why it's translated. Trance is a form of time travel uh, from one dimension to another, from one sphere to another, like the wheels of Ezekiel. Um, so, also, what's interesting is that the wheels surround the throne of God, <coughs> and they're on the move in Ezekiel. And this is before the claiming of the land and um, the temple and everything else. Uh, the world, as you know, it has deviated very far away from the Lord. Um, but this is all prophesized. So we've got men having children, <laughs> which were women, and all sorts of strange things going on. These are all prophesized in the Bible. These are most certainly the end days, everybody. If you're alive today, then there is most certainly a purpose for you being here. No matter how hard it gets for you, I want to let you know that the Lord is there, you know why Jesus came here is because in the old days we had to see a priest. Now we just have a relationship with the Lord at a one to one level. So we don't have to go to the synagogue. Yes. It's called a synagogue, eh? Sin and agog. Not good words in the Bible. <laughs> so yes, we, we have got the truth. Now the, the, the only way for us to obtain uh, the the same level of uh, body uniting that is required for the body to be formed, I believe is through speaking the truth, through having no unforgiveness, through being ready, as in read why, understanding the gospel, really having a relationship with the Lord, not just believing in him and, uh, and loving him. And giving him glory and praise and seeking his righteousness in everything. So sometimes there are people who hurt us and we don't realize that we haven't forgiven them properly. So I found. So we have to work on those areas. That's why he's giving us more time. There's also separation going on at the moment between the wheat and the tares. Jacob is Jacob, which is a cob of corn. Jesus is the bread, daily bread and the daily sacrifice. So to make more bread, you need more corn. That's why we're the wheat. Yeah. And the weeds are sown right next to us. Um, so this is what the Lord has shown me. Um, so this, none of this was on my sermon notes. So <laughs> I hope that gives you some understanding. Um, okay. So um my sermon today is called the body rescued remnants uh, sermon as first of July 2023 God's children who are they you're a child of God if you have believed a belief that causes you to surrender your life to Jesus as your lord creator and owner a belief that keeps on believing and keeps on surrendering to your lord in other words, God's child. If we are God's child, we will love our heavenly father. But also, as the body, we'll love our brothers and sisters as well. Next heading is the remnant. Uh, the devil has been at war with Christ since his rebellion in heaven. In Revelation 12, colon 7, Satan's purpose then and his purpose now is to seize control of the universe. See Isaiah 14, 12 to 14. The focus of his attention in the last days of the earth's history is upon God's people. In Revelation twelve seventeen, it emphatically declares that the dragon, as in Satan, was wroth and angry with the woman, as in the church, as in the body, and went to make war with the rest of her offspring. The expression the rest of her offspring is also translated as the remnant in the King James Version. God's remnant remains loyal to Christ, obedient to his truth and faithful to his mission. <laughs> My next heading is uh, Who is the remnant? Remnant uh, means that which remains of an original body or substance. In reference to God's people, it means those who are faithful to his original truth, despite apostasy and opposition. In it, in it, It's in the Bible, in Isaiah 1, colon 9, except the Lord of hosts had left us a very small remnant, we should have been like as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Among people professing religious faith, the remnant is a relatively small minority of people. In Romans 9, 27, Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. God's remnant people are keenly aware that they are saved by grace and not by any merit in themselves. It's in the Bible. In Romans 11, 5, even so, at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. God's remnant have a deep appreciation of his forgiveness forgiveness and mercy and thus receive the full benefits of his salvation and truth. In Micah 7, 18 and 19, who is God like you? pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgressions of the remnant of his heritage. He delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us and subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. You will give truth to Jacob and mercy to Abraham, which you have sworn to our fathers from days of old. Satan is angry with God's last day remnant and wages war against them. It's written in the Bible in Revelation 12:17. The dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. The dragon is the devil, Revelation 12:9, a great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. The woman symbolically represents God's people. In Jeremiah 6, colon 2, I have likened the daughter of Zion to a comely and delicate woman. In Isaiah 51, colon 16, Zion, thou art my people. The remnant are a people of unshakable integrity who love truth and totally adore being honest and kind and loving. In Zephaniah 3, colon 13, the remnant of Israel shall not do iniquity or speak lies so you cannot have lies come out of your mouth this is about being ready hmm. okay neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth for they shall feed and lie down and none shall make them afraid and if we compare this to revelation 14 colon 1 to 5 Although Satan deceives the whole world, he does not succeed in deluding the remnant and deceiving them. For they are loyal to God. They keep the commandments and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. It's in Revelation twelve seventeen. The remnant of her seed keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's in Revelation 19, colon 10. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. This prophetic testimony is a guiding light for God's last day people. So we need to take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts knowing this verse that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Jesus pronounces a special blessing on those who study his prophetic word and take guidance from it, especially the book of Revelation. It's in Revelation 1, colon 3. (coughs) Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. The remnant have a worldwide evangelical influence before the coming of the great terrible day of the Lord in Joel 2, 31 and Joel 2:32. 32. And it shall come to pass that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. As the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. You can be among the remnant if you respond faithfully and obediently to God's call. It's in the Bible, Revelation 22, colon 14, 16, and 17. Blessed are those who do God's commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and enter through the gates into the city. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify To you these things. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star, and the spirit of the bride say come, and let him who hears say come, and let him who thirsts come, and whosoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. I really like that summary. (laughs) Very beautiful, isn't it? We really haven't got a lot of time to get things together. Next heading is children of God or Christians. (laughs) Are we all God's children or only Christians? The Bible is clear that all people are God's creation in Colossians 1, colon 16, and that God loves the entire world, John 3, colon 16, but only those who are born again are children of God in John 1, 12, colon 52, and Romans 8, 16, and 1 John 3, 1-10. In Scripture, the lost are never referred to as God's children. Ephesians 2, 3 tells us that before we were saved, we were by nature objects of wrath. Ephesians 2, 1-3. Romans 9, colon 8 says that it is not the natural children who are God's children, but it is the children of the promise who are regarded as Abraham's offspring. Instead of being born as God's children, we are born in sin, which separates us from God and aligns us with Satan as God's enemy. In James 4, colon 4 and 1 John 3, colon 8, Jesus said... If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God, and now I am here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me, in John 8, colon 42. Then, a few verses later, in John 8, colon 44, Jesus told the Pharisees that they belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. The fact that those who are not saved are not children of God is also seen in 1 John 3, colon 10, this is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. We become God's children when we are saved because we are adopted into God's family through our relationship with Jesus Christ, Galatians 4, 5-6. to and ephesians 1 colon 5. this can be clearly seen in verses like romans 8 colon 14 to 17 because those who are led by the spirit of god are sons of god for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear but you received the spirit of sonship and by him we cry abba father the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Those who are saved are children of God through faith in Christ Jesus in Galatians 3, 26, because God has predestined us be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will in Ephesians 1, colon 5. My next heading is rescued. <laughs> and there's quite a lot of scripture that goes on about being rescued and I wanted to read it to you just to give you some encouragement. Hmm. <laughs> Jeremiah 20, colon 13, sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the soul of the needy one from the hand of the evildoers. 2 Corinthians 20, 29, and the dread of God was on all the kingdoms of the lands when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. In Daniel 6, colon 27, he delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders, In heaven and on earth, who has also delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? Genesis 45 colon seven. God sent me before you to preserve you for you a remnant in the earth and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Job five colon 19. From six troubles, he would deliver you. Even seven evil will not touch you. Psalm 32, 7 You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Cella Psalm 91, 14-15 Because He has loved me, therefore I will deliver Him. I will set Him securely on high. Because He has known my name, He will call upon me and I will answer Him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. In Psalm 126, colon 1, a song of ascents. When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. In Proverbs 11, colon 8, the righteous is delivered from trouble, but the wicked takes his place. Next heading is In Ships. And uh, this is in Isaiah 43. And I'm going to read all of it to you because I think it's very glorious and beautiful and <laughs> gives us great hope of what to expect from our amazing Creator, Father, Husband, Maker, and God. But now, this is what the Lord says, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom. Cush, and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give men in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, Give them up, and to the south, Do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made, lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. All the nations gather together and the peoples assemble. Which of them foretold this and proclaimed to us the former things? Let them bring in their witnesses to prove they were right, So that others may hear and say it is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from thee, there is no Saviour. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed. I and not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am He. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can deliver it? This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians in the ships in which they took pride. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way, though the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and the reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals animals, honour me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the desert and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. Yet you have not called upon me, O Jacob. You have not wearied yourselves for me, O Israel. You have not brought me sheep for burnt offerings, nor honoured me with your sacrifices. I have not burdened you with grain offerings, nor wearied you with demands for incense. You have not brought any fragrant calamus for me, or lavished on me the fat of your sacrifices, but you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your offences. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Your first father sinned. Your spokesman rebelled against me. So I will disgrace the dignitaries of your temple and I will consign Jacob to destruction and Israel to scorn. I know it sounds really bad, but what he's basically saying here is all of the priestly, church leader types that were around when Jesus was here and before and after are still not proclaiming the truth and they've hidden the truth from us. And there were so many things that we did wrong that the Lord punished us, but he promises to rescue a remnant for his own namesake. And for this, we must be very grateful. And we must seek that we are, you know, to the approval of our amazing Lord, that he will deem us worthy to come through and escape the fire. More rescue messages. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 6, 61, 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. Isaiah 42, 7, To open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. And then we've got Psalm 102.20. To hear the groaning of the prisoner, to set free those who were doomed to death. In Jeremiah thirty eight, It shall come about on that day, declares the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off their neck, and will tear off their bonds, and strangers will no longer make them their slaves. In Ezekiel 34, 27, Also the tree of the field will yield its fruit, and the earth will yield its increase, and they will be secure on their land. Then they will know that I am the Lord, when I have broken the bars of their yoke and have delivered them from the hand of those who enslaved them. Acts 2, 27 But God raised him up, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Psalm 142, 7 Bring my soul out of prison, so that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. Acts 12, 7 And behold, An angel of the Lord suddenly appeared, and a light shone in the cell, and he struck Peter's side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. So many examples of the miracles of the Lord rescuing us. (laughs) So amazing it is. Mm -hmm. Next uh, heading is from Dungeons. Uh, And this is Isaiah 42, I think it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. The servant of the Lord, here is my servant, whom I uphold, the chosen one, in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching the islands will put their hope. This is what God, the Lord, says, the creator of the heavens who stretches them out who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand, and I will keep you, and will make you will make you a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles to open the eyes of the blind, to free the captives, from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. I think that's so beautiful. See, the former things have taken place, and new things I declare before they spring into being, I announce them to you. Song of praise to the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise from the ends of the earth. You, you who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and all who live in them, let the wilderness and its towns raise their voices. Let the settlements where Kedah lives rejoice. Let the people of Sela sing for joy. Let them shout, from the mountain tops. Let them give glory to the Lord and proclaim his praise in the islands. The Lord will march out like a champion, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal. With a shout he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. For a long time I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now Like a woman in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp and pant. I will lay waste the mountains and the hills and dry up their vegetation, will turn the rivers into islands and dry up the pools. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. But those who trust in idols, who say to images, you are gods, will be turned back in utter shame. Israel, blind and deaf, hear you deaf, look, you blind, and see. Who is blind but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one in covenant with me? "...blind like the servant of the Lord. You have seen many things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteousness, to make his law great and glorious." But this is a people plundered and looted, all of them trapped in pits or hidden away in prisons, They have become plunder, with no one to rescue them. They have been made loot, with no one to say, send them back. Which of you will listen to this, or pay close attention in time to come? Who handed Jacob over to become loot, and Israel to the plunderers? Was it not the Lord against whom we have sinned? For they would not follow his ways. They did not obey his law. So he poured out on them his burning anger and violence of war. It en- enveloped them in flames, yet they did not understand. It consumed them, but they did not take it to heart. So because of our families, unfortunately, we really did annoy God. Yeah, we didn't follow God. So this, everything we're going through is because of that. This is what the Lord has shown me. But we have got the power and the authority over the dead if we are saved in Christ. And we can pray to God to forgive us and to rescue us and that we are worthy and be ready and read all about it (laughs) and and talk to God and uh Pray for our brothers and sisters. Show the love of Christ to others that they may also find the light. We are all called now as brothers and sisters and a part of the body of Christ to rescue as many people as we can, okay, because there isn't a lot of time, all right? And we have to pray to God because Jesus died for our sins and our families, past, present and future, We have the power to pray to God, to ask him to redeem us now and to forgive our families, our predecessors, for all of the things that they did wrong. We have got this power. It's the descendants. We are the descendants. We will inherit if we are that remnant and we are deemed worthy. Yes, That's what I believe anyway, guys um the the sermon today is totally put together by the lord okay it's very unusual headings but i think it gives hope to those who are hoping to be the remnant and the body of christ and be ready and it also confirms why we're in this situation the end days is my next heading What does the Bible say about the last days? The Bible talks about the last days of earth primarily in the book of Revelation in which John writes about the return of Jesus Christ and the deliverance of all believers. Revelation, John writes about the return of Jesus Christ, as I've already read on the wrong line, and he informs us that the final showdown between God and Satan is imminent. Satan will increase his persecution of believers, but they must stand stand fast and firm, even to death. They are sealed against any spiritual harm and will soon be justified when Christ returns, when the wicked are forever destroyed, and when God's people enter an eternity of glory and blessedness. In 1 John 2, 18, it says, Dear children, This is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. In Daniel 12, colon 4, But you, Daniel, roll up and seal the words of the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go here and there to increase knowledge. Isaiah 46, colon 10 I make known to the end, I, sorry, i read this again. Isaiah 46.10 I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. John 6, 39 And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all of those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. In Jude uh, 1, 7, in a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. Luke 18, 8, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth question mark revelation 21 colon 8 but the cowardly the unbelieving the vile the murderers the sexually immoral those who practice magic arts the idolaters the liars they will be consigned consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur this is the second death romans 10 colon 13 everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved Hebrews 1, :1 1-2 In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things and through whom also He made the universe. 2 Peter 3, :3 3-4 Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming? He promised, question mark. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. 1 Timothy 4, 1-3 to The Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. Revelation 13, colon 16-18 to It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. While we're on that, I just want to mention that the mark of the beast will be invisible because the mark of the Lord, when he seals the people, is also invisible. Satan always copies God. That's what I think anyway. Okay. Two Timothy three colon one to five. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, treacherous, Oh, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying its power, having nothing to do with such people. Have nothing to do with such people. So we're told. <laughs> revelation 1, colon to 1-7. The revelation from Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John who testifies to everything he saw, that is, the word of God, and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. John, the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from jesus christ who is the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood powerful isn't it eh, guys (laughs) (coughs) excuse me tickly throat and has made us to be a kingdom, of and priests, to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power for ever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. Matthew 24, 36-44 But about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill, one will be taken and the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief would be coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Matthew 24, 1-14 to Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him, to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all of these things, he asked? Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming? And of the end of the age question mark jesus answered watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming i am the messiah and will deceive many lots of sirens sorry (laughs) you will hear of wars and rumors of wars but see to it that you are not alarmed such things must happen but the end is still to come Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. In Psalm 91, now I want to read, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plagues that destroys the midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousands at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, nor disaster come near your tents. For He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. 2 Timothy 3 is what I want to read next, but mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful. To, I'm reading this twice, so it must be important. and abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiveness, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, having nothing to do with such people. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Just as Yannis and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these teachers opposed the truth. They are men of depraved minds, who, as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected, but they do not get very far, because, as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everybody, to everyone. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance. Persecutions, suffering, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystia, and persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live in a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, <laughs> deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned, and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learnt it, and how far, how from infancy, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scriptures, a scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's very appropriate, because someone I know was referring to scriptures, and someone kept having a go at him and mocking him, because he quotes scriptures. You know, if we want the truth, we have to refer to the scriptures, and we have to endorse what we say. And so I think referring to scriptures is just the right thing to do. Acts 2, 1-17 to 17. <clears throat> When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygaria and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, "'both Jews and converts and Judaism, "'Cretans and Arabs, we hear them, "'declaring wonders of God in our own tongue.' "'Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, "'What does this mean?' "'Some, however, made fun of them and said, "'They have had too much wine.' And Peter stood up with the eleven, "'raised his voice and addressed the crowd, "'Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem,' Let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And so I believe this is a real reflection of what is happening today. Many people are having dreams and visions. There won't be prophets anymore because the body of Christ is the witness. Jesus says we are the witnesses. So we're the body, we're the temple. Hmm. So amazing it is. I think so. Uh, next heading is glorious, uh, God's Glorious Rescue. Psalm 107 colon 23 to 31. Some of you set sail in big ships. You put to sea to do a, to do business far away in ports. Out at sea, you saw God in action, saw his breathtaking ways with the ocean. With the word, he called up the wind, an ocean storm, Towering waves, you shot high in the sky, then the bottom dropped out. Your hearts were stuck in your throats. You were spun like a top. You reeled like a drunk. You didn't know which end was up. Then you called out to God in your desperate condition. He got you out in the nick of time. He quieted the wind down to a whisper put a muzzle on all the big waves, and you were so glad when the storm died down and he led you safely back to harbour. So thank God for his marvellous love and graciousness, his mercy, his love and kindness to his children. Lift high your praises to the people and assemble together. Shout hallelujah. And let's all give glory to our Father. Our next heading is The Light. 1 Corinthians 4, 5 Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God my next heading is alive in the body of christ romans 8 colon 10 but if christ is in you then even though your body is subject to death because of sin the spirit gives life because of righteousness ephesians 2 colon 5 that even though we were dead because of our sins he gave us life when he raised christ from the dead and it's only through god's grace that we have been saved my next heading, lots of headings today. Not much for I, I'm to say. That's mainly from the Lord, this. Okay. Your body is Christ's. Christ is alive in your physical body. In 1 Corinthians 6 15, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? The Apostle Paul, in the verse above, declares that our bodies are members of Christ referring to our individual bodies. This means we're joined to the Lord spiritually and physically. It just It isn't just our spirits that are joined to the body of Christ. Our very physical bodies are part of His body as well. In Ephesians 5, colon 30, it tells us we are members of His body, of His flesh, and of His bones. This means that the life of Christ is manifested through our bodies. Christ literally lives inside us. He dwells inside us with his spirit and expresses himself through our physical body. He's alive inside you. This is why sickness, disease and weakness ought not come upon us, let alone thrive in in our physical bodies. You're the habitation of Christ. And the Bible says, if Christ is in you, No infirmity can ravage our physical bodies. In Romans 8, 10-11, the reason many have suffered so much trouble in their physical bodies with respect to their health is their lack of knowledge. Following what Christ accomplished for us through his death, burial and glorious resurrection, no child of God should be sick or afflicted by the devil. By the way, the devil is uh, he eats the soil. We return to the soil when we die. Because our life is short and we haven't got eternal life here, it's all part of death. So so, soil is so ill. So if you're ill, it's because you're getting close to death, because it leads to death, yes, illness. So always seek seek the Lord, because he can help you with any illness. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Christ rules and functions in our physical body. You should have this consciousness. Your body is the member of Christ. Therefore, the life of Christ is manifest inside us. Yes. Christ is your life. Colossians 3, 4. And he's alive in you. Really think about that. In Colossians 3, 3-4, to For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Colossians 1, 27. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Romans 8, 10. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Christ is alive in me. I am a partaker in his divine nature. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and I show forth his glory and beauty and excellence and perfections. Through Christ who is inside me, this is displayed in The new me, how I speak. We are the church and the body. In Ephesians 2 colon 19 to 22, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are gods of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Yes, Uh, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord. So uh, this is important because the temple of God is inside you, everybody. So the construction of this body is very nearly complete. So I understand, according to what the Lord is showing me. We haven't got long, and so I want to encourage you all just to say that God is with us. You know, if God is with us, who can be against us? Yes, and everything in the Bible is true. So. You know what he, I think what the the Lord really tries to convey is that it's up to you to believe it or not. It's about having faith and trusting, trusting the Lord. And this only comes through trials as well, because your faith is tested through trials. And so the more you're tested, the more you have faith in God, because God comes through. You know, when you have problems and you go to your friends and they're like, "Mm, no, I don't care. I'm just too busy, or I don't want to know, or whatever. And then you come crying to God, "I want to man, me. I don't know what to do." <gasps> and then God comes to the rescue every time. God is so amazing, and uh, the Lord is just so majestic. Um, he does come riding in on a white horse. He does, and he is so amazing. It's just about believing and trusting him. I hope you've enjoyed this sermon. I've really enjoyed doing this sermon today. And uh, and that pretty much completes it, uh, the body. We all need to, to work on ourselves as much as possible. Don't worry about anything else because nothing else matters, okay? Nothing in the material world matters. Material world, it's all about God and you and your one-to-one and loving God and knowing God and wanting to know God. If you are lacking that uh, capacity and drive to to understand and uh, learn more, then what you can do is say to God, I, I don't know why I just don't feel motivated or I need more encouragement. Can you put this desire in my heart and mind and spirit and soul? And God will. He says, ask of me whatever you want, and I'll have to give it to you. Yes, and my burden is light, my yoke is easy. So don't worry about anything. Don't worry about a thing, because every little thing's going to be all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it is. And uh, you just got to believe it. Mm-hmm. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because he wanted to get to the other side. Hmm. So yes, there's always a moral to every story and uh, (laughs) you just have to hold on tight and don't let go. Don't ever let go of God. Don't ever doubt God. Don't ever let go. Just hold on with everything you've got because I'm telling you what, we're in for a ride. (laughs) These are the final days, the final days of the final days of the final days of the final days. I don't, I don't really think we've even got a year, but that's what I think. Okay. I might be wrong, but I don't think we've got very long at all. Hmm. Let's close with a sinner's prayer. Uh, it's Aisha from God FM. If you wish to find us, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Chrome. Uh, you can also find us on Rumble, Podbean, Spotify. I've already told you about those. Uh, YouTube, uh, BitChute. Telegram, Godfm Media, Godfm News, Godfm Bible School, Godfm H- Home School, Home Network. And if you wish to email me, admin at godfm.org.uk, we've also got a WhatsApp group. If you wish to join that, email me and I'll, I'll join you to that as well. Um, and, um, yeah, just, uh, just keep going. Just keep going. you will be okay. It'll be all right. Just believe, trust, love peace. Take a deep breath. It's okay. God is with us. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I know you are the Son of God. I know that I'm a sinner and I know you died for us and shed your blood for us. I beg forgiveness for my sins. I wish to follow you. I am saved by the blood of Jesus. I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the name of Jesus. This includes health devices, property, equipment, anything I use out of my finances. I cast out all demons, all witchcraft, all curses. I cast it all out. Ask for the Lord to replace it with blessings, and everything that will honor his holy name and give him glory. May I be pleasing to you, Father, not an embarrassment, I pray, in the name of Jesus. If my family followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons or the Masons or any tarot readers, Ouija boards or pagan festivals... Then I ask that you forgive us and break those chains of any generational curses that I might come under for me, past, present, future, and for my family. I ask you remove those chains and break those chains. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I pray that you'll give me spirit of understanding and knowledge and wisdom to navigate this world, to help others, to understand your word, to serve you better, to please you better. And I may bring other people to the light and know the truth of Jesus Christ, that they may also be saved. Let all the demons be petrified and flee. And let all my enemies be frightened of me and to be frightened of you, that they may all know that you are God. I pray this now in the name of Jesus. Please provide all the finances we need for our homes, accommodation, our food, furnishings, transport, clothing, everything. I pray for us and our children and our fam- our little doggies and kitty cats and our little pets and our loved ones and that we may even be able to help your chosen people and help the homeless and do our little bit to share the love of Christ that we may be pleasing to you since you are such a glorious God, and ruled in such righteousness. Praise your holy name, I thank you for being an amazing God, and for loving a wretch like me, for rescuing me every time from my enemies, and for being the most amazing God and Father and best friend I've ever known. I don't know what I'd do without you, Father. I love you so much. I pray for all my brothers and sisters in Christ that you will give them everything that they need. Everything I've prayed today, I pray for all my brothers and sisters in Christ. Past, present and future. Say hi to everyone in heaven for me. Love you. In Jesus' mighty name, It's Ayesha from Godfm. Have a lovely day, everyone. God bless you.